It's November 28th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. According to Singapore's The Straits Times, Shanghai authorities put up barriers this morning around a city center area where hundreds of people protested over the weekend against heavy COVID-19 measures, one of several demonstrations that have flared across the country. Sunday saw people take to the streets in several major cities across China to call for an end to lockdowns and greater political freedoms in a wave of nationwide protests not seen since pro-democracy rallies in 1989 were crushed. Today, Beijing blamed forces with ulterior motives for linking a deadly fire in the western Xinjiang province to strict COVID-19 measures. Online posts circulating on both Chinese and overseas social media platforms have claimed that lengthy COVID-19 lockdowns in a room key hampered rescue attempts after the blaze last Thursday night. Al Jazeera is reporting that the Pentagon is considering a proposal to supply Ukraine with cheap, small precision bombs fitted onto abundantly available rockets, allowing Kyiv to strike far behind Russian lines as the West struggles to meet the demand for more weapons. Boeing's proposed system, dubbed ground-launched small-diameter bomb, is one of about a half-dozen plans for getting new munitions into production for Ukraine and the U.S.'s Eastern European allies, industry sources said. Doug Bush, the U.S. Army's chief weapons buyer, told reporters at the Pentagon last week the military was also looking at accelerating production of 155mm artillery shells currently manufactured only at government facilities by allowing defense contractors to build them. Iran will reject a newly appointed independent UN investigation into the country's repression of anti-government protests, the foreign minister said today, as demonstrations showed no sign of abating, according to Reuters. The UN Human Rights Council voted on Thursday to appoint a probe into Iran's deadly crackdown on protests. Volker Turk, the UN Human Rights Commissioner, had earlier demanded that Iran end its disproportionate use of force in quashing protests that erupted after the death in custody of 22-year-old Kurdish woman Masa Amini on September 16th. Activist news agency HRANA said 450 protesters had been killed in more than two months of nationwide unrests as of November 16th, including 63 minors. It said 60 members of the police forces had been killed and 18,173 protesters detained. Elsewhere, Somali forces are battling to regain control of a hotel seized by militants in the center of the capital, Mogadishu, on Sunday evening. According to the BBC, at least four people have been killed and dozens more injured in the siege, which has lasted more than 12 hours. 
Witnesses have told the BBC of hearing multiple explosions and heavy gunfire coming from the popular Villa Rose Hotel near the presidential palace. The Al-Qaeda-affiliated group Al-Shabaab has said it carried out the attack. Al-Shabaab has continued to carry out attacks in central and southern Somalia, despite recent government troops backed by African Union forces and local militias retaking areas previously captured by the group. The militants group's central aim is to topple Somalia's government and establish its own rule based on a strict interpretation of Islamic law. Georgia Vela is reporting that Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador led thousands of people on a march to the capital Sunday. Quote, Mexico is no longer run by oligarchy. Now there is a democratic system whose priority is the poor, Lopez Obrador told the crowd. The rally was a response to a large march led by critics of the president two weeks ago. Those protesting two weeks ago opposed Obrador's proposal to reform the country's electoral authority. Obrador's march marked four years in office for the leftist leader. Jesus Ramirez, the presidential spokesman, said at least 1.2 million people joined the rally. Experts believe that this was the first such march led by a Mexican president in at least four decades. According to Political Europe, Police used tear gas and water cannons against football fans in central Brussels on Sunday as violence broke out in the aftermath of Belgium's 2-0 defeat to Morocco in the FIFA World Cup. Riot police were deployed to a Christmas market in the downtown area of the Belgian capital and police ordered the shutdown of some public transport lines. Fires were set and rocks were thrown at vehicles. A group of young Morocco fans smashed up a car and rental scooters, according to footage from a BBC journalist on the scene. A hundred police officers were dispatched against the football supporters who destroyed street furniture and threw projectiles at the police, according to reports. At least one vehicle was set on fire. Morocco's victory was a major upset at the World Cup tournament and was celebrated exuberantly by fans with Moroccan immigrant roots. The AP reports that the number of babies born in Japan this year is below last year's record low in what the top government spokesman described as a critical situation. Chief Cabinet Secretary Hirokazu Matsuno promised comprehensive measures to encourage more marriages and births. The total of 599,636 Japanese born in January to September was 4.9% below last year's figure, suggesting the number of births in all of 2022 might fall below last year's record low of 811,000 babies, he said. The conservative government has lagged on making society more inclusive for children, women, and minorities. So far, the government's efforts to encourage people to have more babies have had limited impact despite payments of subsidies for pregnancy, childbirth, and childcare. In lighter news from the AP, 
A meal fit for monkeys was served on Sunday at the annual Monkey Feast Festival in central Thailand. Amid the morning traffic, rows of monkey statues holding trays were lined up outside the compound of the ancient Three Pagodas, while volunteers prepared food across the road for real monkeys. The symbol of Lopuri Province around 93 miles north of Bangkok. As the carefully prepared feast was brought toward the temple, the ravenous creatures began to pounce and were soon devouring the largely vegetarian spread. While the entertainment value of the festival is high, organizers are quick to point out that it is not just monkey business. This monkey feast festival is a successful event that helps promote Lopuri's tourism among international tourists every year. Previously, there were around 300 monkeys in Lopuri before increasing to nearly 4,000 nowadays. But Lopuri is known as a monkey city, which means monkeys and people can live in harmony. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.